Hey, GLers, on today's show, I've got a couple of items for you to worry about. Uh, granted, you can't do anything about them, but we're hooked on worrying and we're hooked on hysteria. That and much more, and it's all courtesy of Fratelloni's Ace Hardware. They're all over the Twin Cities. It's my favorite hardware store. In fact, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware store is so good, I'm going to qualify it right up there with the Knack Hardware and Lounge. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I really would like to find the knucklehead who put closed caption on this giant TCL TV in here. I was wondering <laughs> how you could do that yesterday. I, was I, don't, know how to get, was... I don't know how to get it off. Uh, what would Ricey say? Call the TV department. Department. The t- like we, we have a, a department remote. that would I, run up here. I will say, though, on that TCL TV, it's much smoother. It's not that white block like you get on normal TVs. It kind of blends in a little bit better. Uh, puzzle me this. Did Patrick uh, call? I have not heard back from Mr. Royce. Right. You know, uh, I need to return to Bert and Ernie. No. Again? Oh, where's Rad's... Uh, what are they now? Oh, I'm missing an email from Radke. I don't think I got it, well, so we, I can't we help We stumbled you. onto something. Uh, where in the heck is uh, Radke's email? It was a really good one. Well, Radke, uh, Rad... made some additions? ...said that there was a time when beds were scarce... And it was not uncommon for travelers, for example, to share a bed. And then he, he said Whoa. that I correctly noted the, the Laurel and Hardy films and what have you, the Three Stooges. He said, but there was a time in this country before vast prosperity where that was not uncommon. I, and I, a couple of emailers, including a, a frequent contributor Downing, uh, have stumbled onto the odd couple analogy. My uh, wife mentioned that when I got home after listening to the podcast. Uh, Downing says, I'd suggest the most direct inspiration for Bert and Ernie might be the odd couple. Felix and Oscar are two very different personalities who are friends and learn to live together despite their differences. In fact, you might say that they learn to value their diversity. Neil Simon's play premiered on Broadway in 1965. The film v- version came out in 1968, and Bert and Ernie were introduced in 1969. Alas, with Neil Simon's death last month, I suppose it's only a matter of time until some revisionist activist tells us that Felix and Oscar, Felix Unger and Oscar Madison are a gay couple. And then uh, Jim uh, Losey in Alaska said, I believe Bert and Ernie are a takeoff of the odd couple. The odd couple wasn't gay. Their ex-wife just stole all their money. Maybe that's why Bert and Ernie lived together. <laughs> right. I think I went to school with Jim Losey. Losey, is that how you say it? Yeah. Well, he's in Alaska He's in now. Alaska. He's been in touch with me, so I, he's a 87 Raider. Uh, okay. And uh, uh, regarding uh, yesterday's, uh, my screed about uh, absentee voting. Yes. And uh, college kids not even be able to mail in anything because they can't find a stamp. Right. Uh, Dan writes, you don't even need a stamp when sending in an absentee ballot. They provide a postage paid envelope. I'm paying for somebody to vote early. I have to pay for that stamp. That's what it's going to be. My prediction yesterday. I'm yep. paying for that it's, stamp. It's going to be a, everything's yep. going to be a pre-addressed envelope or a stamp, so you won't have to. I'm getting uh, 
Off the spindle. Here's Radke. Oh. Here it is. Uh, on Thursday's podcast, you discussed the controversy surrounding the sexuality of Sesame Street characters Bert and Ernie. As an example of old movie characters sharing a bed, you cited episodes of uh, Laurel and Hardy and the Three Stooges. Interestingly enough, shared beds was once more the norm than usual. Availability of beds for travelers and the cost of such a luxury as a bed caused friends and even strangers to get cozy and warm in a shared bed. This is something that you might wish to read and comment on with usual comments from your cast of goofballs. <laughs> and uh, he provided the, a link to the uh, history of communal sleeping. Huh. Okay. Uh, uh, best wishes. I am enjoying the new format, but missed the ability to call in regards rads. Okay. Uh, I didn't go to the link to read uh, the article uh, about communal sleeping history, but... Uh, that sounds uh, dreadful. Well, you know. Well, we're due for a live remote here in the next... Uh Next couple of weeks, maybe we should try that. You know, uh, yeah. Where do you want to be? Let's uh, go. All I can see the is the three, the three stooges snoring in different pitches. And I'm kind of cleaning the spindle, aren't I? Of, yeah. Of things. Well, it's uh, Friday. Well, that's that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, an adult uh, film star uh, who is not Stormy Daniels. Okay, there are others, huh? Is sparking outrage. Oh. After she posed uh, in her underpants mm-hmm. with two lions. I only bring this up because. Uh, okay. What do you mean by lion? Is that a term for something? I was in Barnes and Noble the other night and uh, promptly, or, or uh, uh, what's the word I want? What were you chasing after when you went to Barnes? I bought a couple of novels and a British car magazine. <laughs> promptly. Uh, what's up, bro? I wanna, why am I saying promptly? Uh, <laughs> What's the word I want? Why did you choose that specific British car magazine? It was the only one they had. And you don't subscribe? No. That's a good I've, point, Rook. I've never figured out how to. Uh, oh, for God. They don't, they don't offer uh, much. Don't they have the cards in there? You can rip one yeah. out and mail her no, in? No, they don't. Really? No, you have to. Really? The Brits are above that. That's very American. Their zip codes are too confusing. I, I don't want to deal with it. Okay. Uh, Glenn anyway. Beck's new book was displayed proudly. It's oh. called Addicted to Outrage. So he he's running with uh, themes that many of us have have captured. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we're we're just born to be outraged by things. We're just well. So so here's this uh, rather fetching woman named Katya Sambuka. Uh, Katya Katya Sambuka, 27, was taking part in a photo shoot uh, when she was accompanied by two huge roaring male lions. I bet. Video footage shows the blonde bombshell stroking the mane of one of the predators while the other circles her. One appears to get angered before the hare shouts out at him, What a fool you are. I wish I was you right now, meaning the lion. The Uh, the, the lion tamer yelled that at one of his lions. Uh, And then she posted this on, of course, her uh, chat snap or Instagram or whatever the hell they are. And that instantly uh, sparked the outrage in the social media world. Because they people wish the lion would have devoured her, and and uh, huh. you know why not leave the uh, leave the lions alone? And uh, it said it's a shame the lion didn't finish her off. Poor animal. Uh, hmm. The lion didn't appear to be bothered by this. They were happy to uh, to be in her presence. So so now the lion was in a good spot, right? Oh yeah, and she's, so to speak. She's. Uh, How you doing I think that? she's been. Uh, she's she's, hard on she's a ruski, and she may have been. Um, Enhanced greatly. Oh yeah, she got the fake 
uh, jars right. going, but that, you know, what jars. are you going to do? Well, you know, the right. old jugs. Right. Uh, but what I was going to say is, hey. it's you're now going to be outraged for taking a picture with a lion. Now, it's one thing to be outraged if she posed with <laughs> the lion she just killed. We went yeah, through that. Yeah, these yeah, lions the were not harmed. We went, that, we went through that with Cecil, right? right? But now this, uh, but this is, see, this is the downside, Reeves, of, of social media. Sure. It, it's giving a voice to those who are quite literally addicted to being outraged. Yeah, it's the outraged nation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, it's all over the world. This is from a this is from a British tabloid. Sure, this this didn't make the uh, didn't make the local cut here, but uh, well, no, but if you, there's no reason to be if the lions were not harmed, and they were said. They're, they're, well fed enough to not take a. I don't know why they, I don't know why they didn't attack her. I, I, apparently, uh, she was assured that. Uh, yeah, you can take your lingerie photo shoot here with my two lions. That would free. I don't think I could ever pose with a lion. Uh, coming Even up, was trained. I want to do an email segment. I have noticed that podcasting generates ten times the email that the on uh, that terrestrial radio generated. Well, and yeah, they're they're finding the show yeah. through the website, and then subsequently they're. The email is right there. Boom. I've, I've got a lot of great emails I want to share with you. And you welcome the email. Yes, I do. GLJoe at garagelogic.com. Here's a man who spends hours at hardware stores seeking through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Susan. Spent hours at Brattleone Ace Hardware Stores. Uh, tell me about this song. This is our guy Randy again, Johnny's buddy from oh, yeah. uh, from the Dakotas. Yeah. Rook. Put this up a little bit. This is how my mind works. Here's why I love this song. It sounds like the chase scene from the Dukes of Hazard. It really does. It love, really does. I love this song. Oh, you dipstick! But if you are a local musician and you want to have your uh, tunes featured, email us. We just need your written permission. And send us a couple of clips. We'd be uh, we'd be happy Very to feature good. them. You ever hear back Electric. from the hippocampus people? Uh, I have. I've been in touch with hippocampuses. I talked to the mom. She said you have to go through their publicist, yeah. and I have not heard back from their. Well, what it's going to take is the kids in hippocampus are going to have to tell the publicist, give them permission. Right. And then how about the Jayhawks? Uh, email to the Jayhawks, and, uh, no word yet. Is this going to be like uh, trying to create the pushpin map of uh, no, 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 no. They're no, on tour right easier. now, so I'm assuming so they've got hippo. bigger fish to fry. The Kelly J- writes, hi, guys. Greetings from Newport, North Carolina. We had just over 27 inches of rain here. My house didn't flood, thankfully. Lost my glass storm door. No idea how the storm was because I got the heck out of there and headed to Prior Lake, Minnesota. I wasn't going to take a chance riding the storm out. It was nice to be home and take in the Wednesday Twins game. Anywho, I sported a signed Garage Logic hat on the airplane. Take care, Kelly Mickelson, safe and dry in North Carolina. Hmm. Uh, Michael writes, as a listener to your show from the start, I was at first nervous about this podcast business, but it has proven to be wonderful for me. I mainly listened when I was in the car and caught only a couple of hours a week. You have now forced me to learn a new thing, and I haven't missed a podcast, and I listen in my garage. As long as I am writing, I do want to tell you that I might be one of the only uh, only a few GLers that has a multicultural cylinder index. I have that? four in South America. My wife is Brazilian, and we own the car that her mother drives in the town of Ubatuba. Hmm. Mike Larson in White Bear Lake. Ubatuba. Ubatuba. I wonder if he's uh, if he's fluent in uh, Portuguese. 
Chief Offside Correspondent Kelsey notes, Funny you should be promoting the concert on October 5 the other day and now talking today about the huge Ticketmaster fee charge on the uh, wild tickets. I bought four tickets to Leonard Skinner and Bad Company a few months ago and refused to pay Ticketmaster, so I went to the XL ticket office instead. I think that's what I advised. Yes, you did. Yes. That's exactly what you said. The total fee attached to the $50 tickets was just $3 per ticket. Always make the effort to buy in person at the ticket office. And, yes, that does mean I will be in the same building as you idiots on the 5th <laughs> and look forward to Rookie and Kenny attacking me physically instead of just on the podcast like they did the other day. At least you two defended me. What a uh, dummy. And then, P.S., Joe, I'm actually looking forward more to Bad Company with Paul Rogers. They were incredible a few years ago at Grand Casino in Hinkley. He still has the voice. Yes, he does. David Bliss writing from Bulgaria. Bulgaria. Sofia, Bulgaria. Are you erasing yourself? Huh? You're ripping through these things. Yeah. Am I going we too got, fast? Hey, we no, got no, time no. here. I mean, what, time? what is it, Bulgaria? Please enter your current listening location. Bulgaria, Sofia. They're all set. Thank you. Push bin activated. Thank you. Oh, it works. Holy Even crap. Podcast. Yeah. Joe, on yesterday's September 20 podcast, John brought up a story about Kiss retiring. This reminded me of a story from here in Bulgaria. My wife, Sasha, grew up here. During her school years, each class was given the responsibility to put on a class presentation once a year. She and her classmates decided to do a KISS-themed presentation. They played KISS songs, and one of Sasha's friends even wore the black and white makeup one would expect. Mm. The program went off without a hitch and was quickly forgotten. Or so they thought. Mm. Years later, Sasha had a reunion with her classmates. They invited their old teacher to join them for dinner. During the dinner, the teacher brought up the KISS show from years before and asked if anyone remembered it. Most of them did, but they didn't think much about it. It was then they heard the aftermath of their presentation. After the show, after that show, their teacher was taken aside and given a reprimand for <laughs> allowing her students to put on such a show. It was not because the show was lewd or the music poorly performed. It was because the music was from evil capitalist America and was against party policy. Wow. Bulgaria was communist at the time, and apparently KISS was unacceptable. Now that communism has fallen and freedom has come to Bulgaria, the whole story could be told around the table with laughing among old friends. Neither Sasha nor I are fans of KISS, but we are both grateful to live in a country where people have a right to listen to them. Enjoying the podcast, Dave Bliss, Sofia, Bulgaria. Wow. How is uh, Sofia spelled? S-O-F-I-A. Okay. Wait, uh, wait. What a story. I thought it was... Isn't Sophia S-O-P-H? Yeah, but if you're in the Eastern Bloc, oh, that's man, true. That's they, true. they tell you how to spell it. That's true. Uh, Joe, earlier this week on the podcast, you briefly discussed an old GLer who never went anywhere without cash in his pocket and one blank check and never passed an auction without buying something. Now the family is having an auction, and I can't find it on the Midwest Auction website. Can you please supply some additional information so I can find it and possibly attend? Thanks and good luck, John. It's Vic. Help me, Rook. Uh, I'm looking up it right now. Vic Wenzel. V-I-C. Vic Wenzel Auction. It's at MidwestAuction.com. W-E-N-Z-E-L? Yes. And the auction, I believe, is tomorrow. Uh, you are correct. Yep. Saturday, so, September, at 9 o'clock it starts in Rosemount, Minnesota. Uh, Al says, uh, I wasn't able to make it to the fair this year, but I got my pushback T-shirt online. But now I have a little problem. It's trying to explain to non-GLers exactly what pushback means without going into great detail about the mystery. Could you give me a simple explanation that I may use whenever I wear the shirt and get questions? Uh, sure. 
uh, if you're talking to somebody in the global warming community, Ooh. you just merely ask them, well, what's the temperature supposed to be? That's an example of pushback. Yeah. Uh, and, and not just rolling your over mind. and accepting. Speaking your right. mind. Right. You pushback. say, that's not right. Mm-hmm. This should be this. We should mm-hmm. be able to have the flag and the, you know, wherever, flying wherever. That's what pushback is. Define it yourself. This guy's got a great idea, Kevin. Joe, I'm so glad the show has continued on podcast. After your August 10 show, I was seriously worried after listening to the first few episodes. However, I'm happy to hear that you have some big-name advertisers on Garage Logic, and you seem to be getting comfortable. I've been listening for 15 years, 11 of which have been exclusively on podcast. Uh, I get the sense that for you it was a big change, but I personally think it is a better format. Reason I am writing is that I am running in the Medtronic 10 mile on Sunday, October 7, along with my wife and two other good friends. Hmm. Today on a run, I had the idea it would be cool for the four of us to wear t-shirts during the race that said something like Garage Logic now on podcast. Do you have uh, such shirts we could buy or if you have a logo that I could use, I will have the shirts made myself. My wife and I want to keep you and GL podcasting as long as you are willing and able to fulfill your duties as mayor and flashlight king, and we would proudly help you do that. Sincerely, Kevin Marr, Greeley, Colorado. All right, you morons have to email this That's guy. That's a million-dollar idea. Yep. Can you find four uh, good luck shirts? Or, no, not uh, four. More than that. No, are they all gone? Elizabeth gave everything away that one day. We, we'll find something. We'll yeah. have somebody print some up. Garage Logic is now on. But podcast. I don't trust you. You 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 say that you will, but then I'm you. I'm not sub- saying I would do it. Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying somebody out there could. He will be appoint more than, Reavers to yeah, get this it's a done. Great, I'm agreeing with the idea. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm not taking responsibility. Well, I'm going to set this aside then, and you have to get a hold of him. That I will do, and I want to do. All right. <laughs> Unlike everything else. Right. So I'm going to be selective. Here's uh, Steve uh, Schroeder writing from Birmingham, Missouri. Heard the discussion on air compressors and steam engines. What about jet turbine engines? They are internal combustion and burn a hydrocarbon fuel. I missed it if you've previously ruled on this. I think jets count, don't they? you got to put fuel in them for that, in order which, for them to go. Speaking of which, gasoline and diesel are not the only fuels that are hydrocarbon. Compressed natural gas and propane are also. You've probably seen the CNG logo on mass transit vehicles as their operators yearn to display their virtue and care for mother. And speaking of uh, compressed natural gas, at one time, Kansas City, Missouri, had a compressed natural gas-powered street sweeper. After a big local parade a few years ago, possibly when the Royals won the World Series, they used it to clean up afterwards, but it had to be trucked to and from the route as it didn't have sufficient fuel capacity (laughs) to make the trip under its own uh, power and do the job required. Uh, thanks for staying on podcast. You guys are my touchstone of sanity. Didn't I tell you I had a lot of good emails? Love to hear. I, 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 if you're listening and you are somewhere, just check in because I really enjoy that. I enjoy where people listen, and it's really it's catching on. May I ask a question? You may. And I, this might affect my standing in GL. Well, it probably Ooh. will. Well, well, I've never been afraid Fearful. of that before, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But you, you, you mentioned that— Will this require coins for the scan? No, no, no. I just I legitimately have a question about the CI inde- or the cylinder yeah. index. Yeah. You said that you weren't sure about jets. No, I think I am sure about jets. Oh, I thought I heard you say— no, jets count. Oh. I'm going to count Because you have to add fuel, and they, they, they got, burn. You got to put combust. something in the yeah. fuel tank. Right. They have a liquid that you put in the fuel tank. Correct. Okay. Boom. Okay. I was like, well, why wouldn't they count? Uh, Kent writes, Joe, not sure if you still do these, but I need a 48-hour ruling. Of course we still oh, do heavens, them. heavens, yes. 
We live out in the country and currently have three horses. The wife and daughter run barrels and rope and other horse things. Anyway, about two weeks ago, my wife mentioned to me that her friend was ill and would be temporarily boarding the friend's horses. I thought nothing of it and said it was fine by me. The temporary horses arrived and I didn't pay much attention. After three or four days, I noticed a horse I didn't recognize. I know the friend's horses. However, one didn't appear to be with that group. Come to find out, she bought the other horse and just put it with the temporary ones. Ooh, did mm. I get taken by a 48-hour rule? Oh, absolutely, you did. <laughs> you did. Yep. Uh, to review quickly, the 48-hour rule, to me, basically applies to collecting things of a kind. In this case, uh, it was horses. Right. And she brought another horse in there, uh, and he didn't notice it. So he's, she gets to say, you kidding me? That, that horse has been here forever. Right. That, that. It works with golf clubs, tennis rackets, outboard motors. I got away with it with motorcycles. Mares, fillies. And all you do is when you get something new, you can't hide it. You can't disguise it. It has to be uh, put in with the rest of whatever it is of a kind. And then if 48 hours goes by without any mention of it, uh, on the 49th hour, if it gets mentioned, you get to say, what are you talking about? That thing's been here forever. Yeah. I don't even know how long it's been there. Oh, it's been there forever, hasn't Sitting. it? Sitting. Uh, I'm seeing. Um, this one's from, uh, uh, howdy y'all. I'm sorry to see the end of your radio gig, but I'm super thankful Garage Logic lives on in podcast. I'm a former South Dakota and Minnesota resident who has a job taking me around the world. And I've listened to for several years living in Asia and the Middle East. I know the expense of getting a proper podcast set up and delivered, not to mention a little tweaking by the talent. It would be nice for you to post a list of your sponsors as you get them so we can support them by purchasing their products. I look forward to the little piece of home you deliver to me on my drive to work in this dusty, hot place. If you ever need an international email contributor or Mideast correspondent, count on me. Good luck, Bob D. How about that, huh? Wow, he's in the Middle East. Uh, this is the great things. We should keep a list so when we travel, we can stay with these people. Uh, Joe, I've been reading your columns and listening to the show since 1981. I'm a big fan. I've been a garage logician since day one. I'm enjoying the transition to podcast land. I've come across a book that I know would interest you uh, as you seek to understand what is going on in the, in the academy. It's called The Coddling of the American Mind. Uh, and rather than wade through it, I'd suggest you read the 2015 article in the Atlantic magazine that served as the genesis for the book. And then he linked that for me. Uh, thank you. I am aware of that book. Uh, take care and good luck, Brian Jans, Memphis, Tennessee, by way of Wisconsin and Minnesota. Flashlight, check. Tool belt, check. Attitude, check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. Got Tiger Woods tied for the lead at the Players' Championship. Uh, Gophers at Maryland. Vikings hosting Buffalo. Twins starting a West Coast swing at Oakland. Have we heard from Patrick yet? Yep. What did he say? Um, <clears throat> I texted him uh, in our pre-show meeting. We're trying to create a spot for Patrick on Fridays, like the old days. Right. I said, Pat, are you available for a phoner today around 1 p.m.? His response? Uh-huh. I'm leaving Golden Valley for the building now. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. 
No. No. Folks. No, it was supposed to be on the phone. No, yeah, he's right. a coming. Oh, no. Oh, he's a coming. Oh. Guns I, a blazing. Look out. I felt my broadcast last <laughs> Friday was just not up to par, and I think I should be heard a little more clearly. <laughs> Windmilling alert. Brace the podcast. Windmilling alert. Thank you. It's a little work. Well, I don't. I think we had music in the last one. Oh, yeah, so we you're can't. right. Yeah, you're this right. is from the Washington Policy Center, improving lives through market solutions. Should cities ban organic cotton grocery bags? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's windmilling. Because mm-hmm. you got all these screwballs in the salon getting rid of plastic bags. And I'm a big fan of you know a whale not choking on plastic. How all can right? you not be? Yeah. Uh, when it comes to grocery bags, the most recent data are clear. Organic cotton grocery bags are the most environmentally destructive. Really? Really. Uh, <laughs> and it isn't even close. Several local cities, including the Kirkland, Tacoma, Seattle, and Issa- Is- Issaquah, have all banned plastic. This must be the Washington state of Washington, not Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Have all banned plastic grocery bags, arguing that they are harmful to the environment. All grocery bags use resources, but the question is, which bag uses the fewest resources and causes the least environmental impact? As we've noted in the past, analysis of resource impacts from energy to water pollution determined plastic bags had the lowest environmental impact. In 2011, the UK Environment Agency found grocery store customers would have to use a cotton bag 173 times to break even in energy use compared to plastic bags. For water pollution, that number increases to 393 times. Despite the science, these cities ban plastic bags anyway. Isn't this fascinating? It was all going to be no more paper. All we, Plastic bags are going to solve the problem. They didn't think it through, did they? No, but here, they're ignoring the science. But they don't, they don't ignore what they insist is science when it comes to what they think sure, is yes. man-made climate change. Yep, right. And the science is also ignored in the creation of even yet more gender identities. That science is settled. It's called an X chromosome and a Y chromosome. It's settled. This goes on to say a new study from Denmark indicates they may want to rethink that ban or add organic cotton bags to the banned list. The Danish study, and these these uh, cities, uh, these people ruling in the salon, they would love to, to they would love to be Denmark. Mm-hmm. The Danish study, completed in March of 2018, is similar to the UK study, but separated reusable cotton bags from organic cotton bags. Organic cotton bags use more resources because farmers lose more of their crop to pests and use more inputs like fertilizer. For most environmental categories, plastic bags, the one commonly used in grocery stores, are the best choice. The study calculated the number of times consumers... Did the lights just dim in here? Something happened, yeah. We're not having weather. No. That was all last night. Oh, I'll I'll say. The study calculated the number of times consumers would have to use each type of bag to equal the environmental impact of plastic bags. The numbers are stark, with organic cotton bags requiring 20,000 uses before it breaks even on all environmental indicators combined. Really? Hmm. Cotton bags fared a little better in the Danish study than the U.K. study. For example, on energy use... Consumers would only have to reuse a cotton bag 53 times to break even with plastic bags. For water pollution, it's 212 times. Now, that Al wondering how, how to explain his pushback shirt, 
Yes. This is a typical uh, topic that might come up, and he'd say, uh, well, are you really sure that you want to ban plastic bags? The uh, the environmental impact of a plastic bag is much uh, harsh, uh, is much less than uh, using a uh, cloth bag. Right. An organic Perfect cotton bag. Perfect example. Yeah. Uh, organic cotton bags are uh, are bad. They use 153 times as much energy as a plastic bag and cause 606 times as much water pollution. You wouldn't have to use. You would have to use an organic cotton bag once a week for eleven and a half years just to break even on water pollution alone. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm searching for a way to to dispute this, but I'm not. In every environmental category, organic cotton bags are nearly three times as environmentally harmful as regular cotton bags in energy use, air pollution, water pollution, toxicity, and freshwater echo toxicity. City council members who ban plastic bags seem to have one of two choices. Either they can reverse the previous ban on plastic bags, allowing consumers to choose the most environmentally benign option, or they can ban organic cotton bags, which are clearly the most environmentally harmful option. It should uh, be left up to each council which they choose, but simply ignoring this new science is not an option for those who are honest about addressing environmental protection. Well, they're not. Uh, you take the, uh, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, you tend to be governed by Mysterians who are desperate to signal their virtue. So here's science that says plastic bags are not nearly as harmful as these organic cotton bags. They ignore that because their virtue, they think it sounds good for their virtue right. to say we're banning plastic bags because uh, there is a, they, they end up in the ocean. Well, I'm all on board for not ending up in the ocean. Right. I don't know what to do about that. I don't know what to do about that. But in place, here, use this cotton bag that is susceptible to bacteria. No. Well, no. It, it, yes, it is. But in the creation of the bag, you, using you, resources, pesticides and fertilizers and crop loss. And, but it and, sounds, don't, don't downplay, it just sounds good. I have this cotton bag where I will put my... Uh, carrots with the the green stems yeah. still on them, and my loaf of French bread as I come back from the farmers market. Right, because the salon the salon rules most specifically for twenty seven year old single people. Right, who might be living in the warehouse district and right. walk to the farmers market on Sunday. That's right. Boy, they got good breakfast at the farmers market. Do they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> I got a breakfast burrito that would not the size of my head. Yeah, you can't. One person cannot eat it. That was a courtesy of a courtesy of emailer Tracy, uh, who uh, uh, linked me to uh, read that article from WashingtonPolicy.org. So, uh, you know, in your quest to push back, uh, maybe you're going to be standing at the bus stop with someone with their cloth bag, and and they <laughs> might notice that you have a plastic bag, and uh, in the unlikely event, the cloth bag owner confronted you about the plastic bag, you can say, do you realize uh, that 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 cloth bag uh, is uh, more environmentally harmful than this plastic bag? Right. And uh, It almost seems worthy of a new term, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Cloth bagging. Cloth bagging. (laughs) Am I waiting for the bus here on the corner? Is that what I'm doing in this scenario? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people that wait for the bus don't talk to each other. But maybe that's a big icebreaker. What's in your bag? Got a bag. How's your bag doing? (laughs) Your bag okay today? Quit looking at my bag. It's kind of (laughs) hot. Cloth bag. Cloth bag. That's what maybe I like that. I like that. that. Cloth bag. Mm
You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Can't shake this Kavanaugh news, can we? Uh, no, what's, what's the latest? It was pointed out to me uh, by a uh, listener, a podcast listener, who is beginning to learn the ways of news gathering. She told me, uh, read the, and she was referring to a piece that was in the Pioneer Press today on the background of the two schools that uh, Kavanaugh and Ford attended. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went to Georgetown Prep. That was described as an elite, uh, an elite private school. Okay. And she was said to have attended an all-girls school. No, she attended an equally elite uh, wow, private, private school. Wow, good catch. But see the bias there? He attended an elite prep school. She attended an all-girls school. Either either say they both attended elite prep schools or say he attended an all-boys school and she attended an all-girls school. But the uh, that horse has left the barn, hasn't it? That is a very good catch, though. And uh, the president appears to have shifted his tone. He was staying fairly quiet, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, but now he's saying that uh, if this was such a bad attack, it should have been reported to law enforcement in the first place. Uh, this is occurring as Christine Blasey Ford's lawyers negotiated with the Senate Judiciary Committee on the terms for her possible testimony next week in a dramatic showdown over her accusation that threatens Kavanaugh's confirmation. I, I think it really does. I, I, I don't know what to think is going to happen. Trump tweeted, I have no doubt that if the attack on Dr. Ford was as bad as she says, charges would have been immediately filed with local law enforcement authorities by either her or her loving parents. I ask that she bring those filings forward so that we can learn date, time, and place. The president had previously avoided naming Ford, or plainly casting doubt on her account. Ford alleges that at a party, we all know that part. Uh, to me, it seems as though uh, in the uh, in the minds of the left, uh, Kavanaugh's already been declared guilty. And they're working hard, as well as the networks are, to yeah. open every newscast with the fact that he's guilty and should not uh, continue. Uh, footage was even found of him giving a speech at his alma mater, Georgetown Prep, in 2015. And the he elite said, school? Yeah, the, the elite school that he attended. Uh, and he said something to the effect that, well, we have a motto here at uh, Georgetown. What happens at Georgetown stays at Georgetown. And we're all happy for that, aren't we? And they got some chuckles. Yeah. But that, that's, cheap laugh. that's being used now as an example of uh, apparently he uh, uh, was quite aware that maybe his conduct would have been unbecoming. And No, you it, know what? He said it because of the Las Vegas joke. That's, uh, what's that's the Las Vegas joke? What happens in Vegas stays oh, in yeah. Vegas. But, I mean, that's. It's everybody uses that. It's a throwaway line. I don't think he was specifically saying, "I did this and I wanted to stay here and not get out in the open." Probably wasn't in his in his mindset. I had a new thought. What would happen? Let's say this happened, just as she described it. Okay. And let's say it was Kavanaugh uh, who was clumsily attempting to disrobe her. Yep. Right. Uh, let's say that happened just the way she said it. What if What if he had come out and said? Right at the at, what if his first sentence upon this accusation would have been, you know, I do remember that. I'm ashamed of it. I uh, drank way too many beers, and uh, uh, I was very attracted to Christine in those days. And uh, yeah, I made a really, really lousy, really bad uh, uh, bit of behavior there on my part. And uh, uh, I, you know, maybe he would say, I apologize. I suppose, I suppose he'd be vilified then. 
for saying, well, why didn't you apologize back when it happened? And why wasn't it discovered? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, and he, he would add, and, and even though nothing be, became of this, I wanted to apologize to this young lady for being so foolish. Well, what would happen to him at that point? How would he be treated by the media, I wonder? Well, the left would go crazy. But the truth, of course, truth is getting lost in our, in our, our eroding culture. Uh, but the truth is often a, a real valuable tool to, to, to shut people up. It's a, it's a, it, it completely deflects. It's a deflector where you admit that this happened. And for normal people, then you start to uh, have some empathy for that person saying, thank you for being, uh, telling the truth. And boy, what, what can we do now? How can we get back to normalcy? Because he's, he continues to categorically deny it. Uh, so it either didn't happen, as she describes it, it either didn't happen, and he's telling the truth, or it did happen, as she describes it, and he's desperately trying to preserve his Supreme Court nomination. I think you just covered both bases. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know where to be on this. I, well, uh, it, but I'm, he said, she said is so difficult. And right now with the hashtag me too, yep. that, uh, um, 37 year old accusation that curiously enough gets sprung on the public at the last moment. That's why I, I, I tend to not believe it because if she was so upset by it, well, then what you have to believe about her is that, that she's willing uh, to be the pawn in this leftist game to undermine him. That she's, she's, you'd have to believe that she is making this up out of whole cloth. And, and she would insist that she's not. And she's got uh, records of her and her husband visiting a therapist. And this came out in their therapy talks. And, and uh, that's a stretch for me to believe that she is making this up. Okay, and in in her therapy session, when she discussed this with her therapist, didn't she say, in I think 2012, this was a, a man that who now is very high up in the judicial system, mm-hmm. or, or a, a quote of something like that, which means, is she, was she keeping this in her back pocket to to play as a trump card for another time? Well, I said that earlier in the week. This guy's been vetted all the way up the ladder. Right. Uh, if she was so concerned about his fitness during his ascension in the judiciary, yeah, I, I would have preferred, lady, that you would have come out a lot sooner than this. W- wouldn't that be a reasonable response? That's, uh, yes, that's what I would believe. Uh, Ford is willing to tell her story, but only if agreement can be reached on terms that are fair in which ensure her safety. Wouldn't she want to what tell it no matter what? Mean? She's uh, her attorney said Ford needs time to make sure her family is secure, uh, prepare her testimony, and travel to Washington. Attorney Deborah Katz said the uh, said anew that Ford, 51, a psychology professor in California, has received death threats and, for safety reasons, has relocated her family. Well, Kavanaugh's family is also getting them. Isn't this Whatever terrible? knuckleheads. Isn't this I mean, terrible? who would? Why would you? Call someone and threaten them with their life. Ford's preference is to testify to the Senate committee next Thursday, and she doesn't want Kavanaugh in the same room. 
Her attorney told the panel staff in a 30-minute call that also touched on security concerns and other issues. Uh, according to a Senate aide, that aide wasn't authorized to discuss the matter publicly and spoke on condition of anonymity. I'm reading a piece from Associated Press News. In addition to security expected to be provided by Capitol Police, Ford has asked for press coverage of her testimony to be the same as for Kavanaugh. Report. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? How about Keith Ellison? Let's get some press coverage right. there. Let's go. Bada boom, bada bang. <clears throat> Reporters had assigned seating uh, and were kept separate from the nominee who was whisked to and from the room. All right. Uh, Ford has told the panel she would prefer the committee not use the outside counsel to question her because that would make it seem too much like a trial. The attorney told the panel, all of the Republicans on the panel are men, and the committee is known to be concerned about the optics of having questions from the GOP side come only from men. Oh, for God's sakes. Uh, <sighs> Judiciary Chairman Chuck Grassley of Iowa has indicated Monday that uh, as indicated Monday would be Ford's only chance to make her case, but that was several days ago. Republicans are anxious to move ahead to a vote by the committee where they had, where they hold an 11-10 majority and then by the full Senate. Okay. I don't know if this will undo him or not. Uh, I don't know if it's... Uh, he, Trump's saying, why didn't somebody call the FBI 36 years ago? Uh, Trump's been remarkably... Uh, contained about this i wonder if that's his own doing or his handlers are saying well, his handlers don't are, screw this up well, you, his, you can't his handlers have never uh, previously been able to handle him that's why i'm confused but he's been remarkably uh, civil about this he says i think it's a very sad situation he thinks kavanaugh's a good guy uh and he's asking somewhat calmly uh you know what what's going on here why why wasn't this talked about 36 years ago i think he's got a really great point it's a uh, instead of being typical Trump and going crazy, he's he's being very civil about this. He thinks it's a lousy situation, and he regrets that it happened, and he he regrets what's happening to Kavanaugh's family. But he also acknowledges that, uh, you know, why didn't she go to her loving parents? I suppose you don't do that because out of embarrassment, maybe, huh? That could be. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Why are you taking me out already? Hey, that file's done, baby. I'm kidding. No. Huh. Our uh, one's done, baby. Done. You are entertaining the masses via the podcast airwaves. I'm not done. You ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. Oh, we can come back with. We'll come back with our next segment. You can. I got you more. can continue. I, I got stuff for GLers to worry about that they can't do anything about. <laughs> in the segments to come, we might hear Patrick James Stephen Ricey <laughs> in audio color right here. I'm leaving for the building. 